Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the action of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirit of Dragon in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope one that cowboy got you. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that doctor, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. I figure I'd do a little mix it up a little bit, do a little Facebook Live, do a little blog talk, do a little both at the same time. Simulcast, uh, technology's crazy. Um, so, yeah, um, what do I have to get into? I have to get into the second night of the uh, Joey Janela Spring Break and Mania. I got, I watched both of those entire shows. That's probably like record setting as far as the amount of wrestling I've watched at one time. In a, in a long time. I haven't watched a whole show of anything in, in quite some time. Uh, a little bit of no, uh, notes and news on Best of the Best and the things I've heard and seen and all that type of thing online. Uh, who am I going to piss off tonight, Brian? Oh, man. I I don't know. You never know. Um, no, fuck it. Let's, let's just get right into it. Um, so, first things first, I got to say... Uh, I saw a post last night, and it all ties into a lot of the different things that I have to say over the course of this uh, podcast, and it was uh, formerly known as EC Negro, um, Jorel 
uh, Arayo, I believe is his, his name. So um, I've had a love-hate relationship with uh, Jor-El over the years. And um, I, I didn't really care for him as a wrestler that, that much. Um, never really thought he was that great. Uh, he played a solid heel character, but in my opinion, heel characters are kind of overrated. Um, I mean, it's easy to come out and tell people what they don't want to hear and have them boo you. I mean, a lot of the cheap heel heat goes from, you know, this city sucks, like, oh, wow, that took a lot of talent. Um, I know that there's some very talented heel work. There's some good heel work out there, but the pleasing a crowd probably isn't as easy as, uh, you know, it is to uh, piss them off. Because, I mean, you just come out and say, hey, your mother stinks. And, I mean, people are not happy with you. So, I I think that's a pretty easy go. And I think the majority of what uh, Joe Rell's career was based around was exactly that. So, um, and he, he took his little heel shit a little too far online for a while. Um, he had recently announced his retirement within the past year. And at which point, I had previously deleted him off Facebook. We had our words and stuff. He He played that whole, you know stay on your side of the guardrail, this and that, which look, I, I never claimed to be a wrestler or, or try to, you know, pretend to be better than anybody as far as like a wrestling persona goes. Cause I'm no wrestler. I've never been, you know, that that's not my thing, but, um, let's get it fucking real. Like 100% I'm in better shape and I could outwork, outwork athletically a shitload of fucking wrestlers out there. So let's, let's not get it too crazy as far as putting yourself on a pedestal as an athlete, especially when you ain't built like shit. You know what I mean? So like certain things, like it blurs the lines a little bit. If you start talking down to a grown ass man, eventually people are going to be like, all right, look, I'm just not looking to talk to you or fuck with you at all. And that's where I got with him where I was just like, all right, take your heel shit somewhere else. Go talk to some fucking, you know, 19 year old kid or whatever and tell him you know you're the king or whatever the fuck you're looking to do so at some point i was just like i'm just tired of hearing this guy's shit i had kind of died out on listening to wrestlers anyway you know it's just as far as just the whole wrestling thing has gotten stale to me i've said it a million times i'm at this point i don't consider myself really a wrestling fan but i still cover it so i call it out what you want um so it got to the point where i was just like all right fuck off and uh went and did my own shit um, at some point he, he announced like a retirement type thing and he reached out to me and apologized and all this. I'm sorry. I took, uh, I took my, my heel shit too seriously and I let it, uh, you know, cloud what people thought of me and whatever the case is. So he, he more or less like retracted all that. And look, I mean, he trained with the doghouse. He did a lot of things in his career. He's been a lot of places. So as far as an interview goes, I, I feel like he has enough validity to talk to. He was saying how he's hanging it up and this and that. He loves to come on the show. And I said, yeah, man, we'll do the interview. We'll do all that. So we did it. No problem at all. Um, he was a very, very humble, very nice guy because he finally got away from that heel shit. He, he got away from that, that dumb shit where he was like going to talk down to people and then pretend like, oh, well, you know, I talk like this because I'm a heel performer, but there's no like, there's no shutting that off. You know what I mean? So you try to talk to him as like a normal guy and it becomes like, Okay, I'm dealing with this shit. Like, sometimes, um, I hate to fucking, like, go all over the place, but that's kind of what I do on this show. Um, Ophidian I had on the show years ago, and I'm looking to interview this guy, talk about, like, his athleticism, how he, how he did this, how he did that, his thoughts about this and that. And I was just talking to a snake from Egypt, and it was like, yeah, like, I'm a, gr- a grown-ass man. I, I don't, I don't know how to talk to a snake. I'm not even a fan of snakes, so, you know. 
so sometimes like if wrestlers believe in their gimmick and they try to live the gimmick, it's just like, all right, I get it, but just go do that shit over there. I don't, I'm not really interested. So it got to there. And like I said, once he, he was a little more humble cause he was, he was getting away from the wrestling business. So I had a little more respect for him. We became Facebook friends, all that shit again. Um, and this is a long way to go just to go where I'm getting, but, um, just want to paint the picture, you know? Um, so the other day he posted a picture of him with caveman, the dude, uh, I forget his, his whole legit name, but, um, and, and posted like, Hey man, like th- th- these were great times together. Um, you, you're a great guy. And even though the world turned their back on you, like I got you, I would never judge you and da, 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 da. And I love you brother and all this other shit. And I'm like, for those who don't know the guy, uh, he played caveman on the Indies. Um, he had gotten to some James Ellsworth shit, you know, sending, young chicks his dick on on the facebook or wherever the fuck he was doing it at and he was on that type of pedo shit um so this is the problem i have i got three daughters man like i'm not about that shit i don't give a fuck if you had a great match playing wrestler with this dude or what like and that's the thing like Jarrell started to like lean back into that heel shit. Like every three days, he's he's like hinting coming back. Like no one's looking for you, bro. Nobody is looking for you. There's a reason why you were booked in little bullshit NYC promotions, and that's it. That's a, there's a reason why it was so easy to walk away. You probably made two phone calls of people you didn't show up again to. Like there was two fucking promoters you probably called and was like, yeah, uh, Rob Fury, uh, I'm not gonna be in next week. You know, like that's that's the type of shit that went down when you quit. It wasn't like, yo, I gotta I gotta fucking call Ring of Honor and uh shit, man. NXT was looking at me, I gotta, you know, let the news let them in on the news that I'm not gonna make that trip out. Like nobody was fucking calling you like that. There was no fucking there was no demand for E C Negro or the King of New York or L Ray all day or whatever the fuck you were saying. So now like after all this, when when you finally humbled yourself and you backed away from it and you were speaking some shit that sounded like, yo, okay, this dude's a genuine dude. He takes care of his kid, it's all good. Um roots for the Knicks, which I mean nothing good could come out of that, but I mean what could you expect? So he does all this and now he comes out of nowhere to like show support for a guy's on some pedo shit like th- this is the problem i have um there's just too much of of indie wrestling that has zero fucking morals and i know maybe some people look at that and just go oh, you know no shit yeah that's, that's wrestling but come on man it, it's taken such another fucking level um I'll, I'll talk about the the second part of that and and then i'll come back to it when we get to the joey janela show but um so you got guys supporting the fucking pedo shit. Um, you know, you, you had fucking Jarrell over here with the caveman dude. Uh, Robbie Marino was on some, some wild shit with uh, Ellsworth. Like, yo, that's... And he was on some kind of supportive shit with this dude. Um, who else? Um, I'm trying to think. But, but the Necro shit, Necro was like admittedly punched this woman in the face like a lot of times. Like, I'm not cool with that. I'm not cool with dudes that punch women. I'm not do, down with dudes that prey on kids. I'm not down with dudes that abuse animals. So as the indie wrestling fandom is, is supporting this type of shit, like on a regular basis. Like, Necro beat the shit out of this woman. Her face was all fucked up. He got on a... He got on a you know, it, the interviews and the, and the internet talking about, well, what would you do? That's, that's, you know, what, 
she took the Disney money. She took the Disney money, so you punched her in the head a bunch of times. And now a bunch of scumbag fucking indie fans are going to just sit around in a crowd screaming, Necro, Necro. Like, you're a scumbag. You don't get to fucking turn around and, and support women in any way. You don't, you don't get to come out and be like, yo, I'm against people abusing women. No, you're not. You're fucking screaming Necro when this guy showed up. Fucking years later, you're screaming Necro. You don't get the, the, the same thing I said with the cats and Teddy Hart. Teddy Hart's throwing a fucking cat in the air. You're like, I love cats. Teddy's great. No, that's not the same thing. You don't get to go like, I love elephants, so the circus is my favorite. You're an asshole. <laughs> that's the, you're not getting the fucking, there's no parallel between liking cats and supporting Teddy Hart. Or like, oh, I'm a huge Necro fan, but but yeah, like he punches women in the face. And I don't like that as much, but like... <laughs> He's necro, man. No, fuck that. If it was your mailman, you'd be outraged. If it was fucking necro, ah, eh, you know, things happen. Nah, I don't I don't I don't see it that way. Wrestling is not that important to me where I could just like fucking wave my morals and just be like, fuck it, you know, well well he did fucking have a hell of a match with Toby Klein back in the day. Remember when the VCR hit him in the head? So I guess he could punch women. Like who gives a fuck, right? I give a fuck. Like, I'm just, I'm not down with you as a wrestler to that point. And I, I was a huge Necro fan. Necro was one of the biggest fucking draws in CZW history. As a fan, when I was going there on a monthly basis, and I would think about, like, yo, what am I looking forward to? It would be like, fucking, who's Necro fighting tonight? That fucking free bird shit would hit. Fucking roof came off that joint every single month. One of my favorite matches of all time. Samoa Joe versus Necro Butcher. I was there front row. One of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen. Does that matter when he starts punching women in the face? No. I could still reflect on those matches and, and love what what was put down there. But if I saw him, I'm not going to get real fucking excited. Like, yo, that, that's great. Yeah, that that's fucking awesome that, that the guy who punches women is in the building. Like, you're telling me he's going to show up here? Great. I'll bring my girlfriend. Maybe we could fucking put her in check. You know, like, what kind of shit is this? Like, I, I, this is why it's so easy to walk away from wrestling as a fan and just go like, yeah, I'm not into it. I'm I'm not into it at all. Oh yeah. Russell's saying in there, uh, what about the cunt who gave, who let 64 cats die and got years of, you know, two years of probation. And that's as far as animals go. Uh, like I said, you, with me, I start going in different directions. I never come back, but, um, yeah, like 60-something cats died, and they found her, and she got two years probation and, like, 200 hours community service and crazy shit like that. That's that's the legitimate what happens as far as animal abusers, like, brutal stuff, animals dying. You can't, I mean, you can't, uh, it, there's nothing you can do about it. The laws, your hands are tied. In New Jersey, the fucking SPCA was disbanded. Like, there was enough corrupt shit going on there that they fucking took it out. Like, it doesn't exist anymore. So when you got that going on, and and the motherfuckers are like, oh, nah, Teddy's cool, yeah, and they're chanting Mr. Money and shit, and he's throwing a fucking cat in the air, and it's like, it, it's up to us as fucking, as animal lovers, to turn and be like, yeah, I'm not down with that shit, like, I, I'm not fucking walking up to Teddy, if he shows up with, uh, if he shows up to fucking the, the show with a cat, I'm not down with that, I was gonna buy a fucking t-shirt, but he got the cat today, I'm not fucking with him. Yeah, I mean, it takes a promoter. Now, God forbid, fucking Brett Lauderdale or Danny Damano be the, like the moral high ground on this. I'm not delusional. I don't think that's going to be where it stops. But if they claim to be animal lovers in any way, shape, or form, or supporting women not being beaten, they wouldn't book Necro. They wouldn't book fucking Teddy Hart. If they booked Teddy Hart, they'd be like, hey, look, man, 
everything about you is great. You know, you fucking draw, you, you fucking deliver, leave the cat at home. Cause we can't have it. You can't have it here. Even like the negative heat that we would get. Nah, man, can't have it. No one's going to take that fucking stance. It would do no harm to the fucking show to not have the cat there. It would, it would be better. Um, it's that. And then the, the, the wrestlers, the fucking fellow wrestlers in the back that are fucking selfie and fucking taking the, the selfie pics with fucking Necro. But then they'll, they'll fucking, oh, you know, wear the ribbon or fucking post the post for, you know, support women's fucking uh, safety or I don't even know the, the proper uh, term for it. Anti-domestic violence, you know, like any kind of post like, yeah, I, I support the anti-domestic violence, uh, you know, cause or this or that or those fucking scumbags or like when the garbage man gets fucking caught beating his wife and you're like on Facebook, like, fuck that guy. But then like you're taking a picture with the necro butcher, you know, what I mean, like it's you can't have both. And I, I see shit through very clear vision as far as, you know, what's going on. So when when this guy's posing with the cat and this guy's posing with the cat later on, you go, I love cats. I don't buy it. Go fuck yourself. You know what I mean, like I. I live this shit. I, I legitimately take care of cats six days a week for the past 18 fucking years. So, I mean, judge that for what it is. I mean, I don't, you don't have to fucking like me. I say a lot of shit that people don't like to hear, which is fine, whatever. Cause I'm not looking to impress you. I'm just giving you my opinion on things. It's, this is just what I do. Um, so yeah, like, like fuck a, fuck a EC Negro and, uh, and anybody who supports fucking like pedophile behavior, man. Like I said the same shit about Rob Feinstein years ago. He had all this shit that came out on TV. Everyone was like, yeah, fuck that, fuck that. And then like, they started making excuses. Yeah. Well, there's two sides to every story, but you still know he was running across the lawn. Like they had the transcripts and shit. I know it was before, like they got involved with, uh, with the police department and stuff like that. Cause it was whatever. What the fuck was that called? Like criminal perverted justice or something. I think it was called. Um, and you know, now it's like years later, there was no legal things filed. So he's like litigious over shit being said and this and that, but like, let's get real. You saw all the fucking evidence. It was the same fucking thing. He ran across the fucking lawn and it's become like a running, a running joke at this point where it's like, Oh, I'll pretend you said 18. Like that shit isn't really cool though. Like if you have children, these are the motherfuckers out there looking for your kids. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're looking at your kids and licking their fucking lips. These motherfuckers out there. And I'm not good with it. Like there's a building full of fucking kids clapping at fucking wrestling fans. And this guy's in the back staring at the back end of your fucking kid. But that's all right with y'all. You know what I mean? I don't like it. I don't, I don't fuck with it. And, um, it's just filthy fucking behavior. So, um, so yeah, that's uh that's just kind of how I feel about that. Anybody who's supporting that shit outwardly, and I felt like that came completely out of left field with fucking Easy Negro jumping up and talking that shit. And uh, yo, like fucking shout out to my boy. Everybody turned their back on you, but I won't judge you. Get the fuck out. You should judge it. Don't you don't don't pretend like you're some kind of fucking like good guy for standing up for the guy who did some old Ellsworth shit. You know what I mean? Would that be fucked up? That took like a like global term, like some Ellsworth shit. Like, <laughs> dude, his life would be fucked up. But uh, yeah. So to me, it's it's gross, and uh, I I don't like I, I I heavily judge. You know when they say like you can't judge? I can judge my motherfucking ass off. I'm a judge until I'm fucking buried. That's what I'm gonna do. Um, bank on that shit. Uh, 
I, I hold no fucking uh, no holds barred when it comes to judging in my fucking book. Why? Fucking why? You can't judge. Fucking shit. Watch me. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. That's pretty much all I had to say about that. I just don't. I I just see the way that people act, and when they're clapping for the person that's doing despicable, like real life human shit, I don't care about the show anymore. None of that shit matters anymore. You played wrestler with a guy who ended up fucking sending dick pics to to underage girls and shit like that. So good, keep that shit under your hat. Shoot him a fucking text message or something like that. Why are you exposing yourself to the world as like, yo, I'm the one guy that's gonna be fucking still friends with this guy? It's just disgusting. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Telling people to uh, not to judge is like saying you can't have an opinion. Which yeah, the same thing. Um, I jokingly posted a one of those uh, trash bagger wrestler things where this guy <laughs> fucking mangled a suplex. The suplex was crazy looking. I just you know posted it with like, oh, you're not a wrestler, you're not an actual wrestler, so you can't comment on this guy's fan. No, no judging this. It's like fuck out of here. Um. Let's go into the, um, what should we go into? Let's go over Mania real quick, because I'm not like a top-to-bottom fucking um, review guy as far as the WWE goes. It's crazy that I even watched a show, and um, the fact that I watched Mania, which was very long. I watched the pre-show. I watched all that shit. Um, so now I could just take the rest of the year off of watching wrestling. I really don't need to, to go back to that for a while. Um Damn right, Russell. I will judge all these clowns. Um, so, yeah. So, all right. So, Mania, early on, um, they did the thing with Hogan and this and that. You know, I had said previous to, to Mania, the whole thing with Kofi and the women in the main event, it was all publicity stunt. It's all just like a PR stunt. And um, and whatever. I mean, there, there's some good about that. I mean, nothing wrong with Kofi being a champion. Personally, I think as far as a heavyweight champion goes, I think Big E has more personality he fits the role of a heavyweight champion better. So I would think Biggie. Now, Kofi's amount of time and his catalog he put in into WWE, he deserves it more for that reason alone. But, I mean, realistically, the dude can't talk. They were out there on Monday after he won the title. And he was looking around like, like he did not speak English. He looked just like amazed with the smiles on people's faces. He looked like, like a deer in headlights he just like was looking around like oh my god the fucking colors (laughs) like it's crazy like this dude is he's been in the wwe a long fucking time and i i mean back then um what's going on man uh scott summers in the chat um so yeah i uh i don't know like he, he was doing crazy stuff in the royal rumble and they were bouncing him out like 35 seconds later you know what i mean so it was crazy then. So down the road when all of a sudden, like, all right, he's getting the world title. They're pushing him for the world title. I mean, I get it. Um, Joe Numbers on Wrestling Soup made an excellent point about everybody clamoring for a black champ and saying there's never been a black champ, never been a black champ. People bring up Booker T. And like, oh, that was the wrong belt. That wasn't the right one, this and that. Um, so who tore his MCO? Um I don't know, but, um, so, so then they forget about the rock. And when the rock comes up, they're like, oh, well, no, he's half black. Okay. So did we not have a black president or does that not, does that not count for that? You know, 
And that's, like I said, Joe Numbers from Wrestling Soup brought that up and, and painted a real good picture of that because people were like, oh, no, he's half black. Well, why don't you tell The Rock's father he was half black? Why don't you tell his childhood he was half black? You act like, like that shit didn't even take any factor in in his bringing up. Like like he lived his life like it wasn't black enough for, for the people who, who wanted a world champion, but he surely lived it. You know what I mean? And then... uh you know, I mean, just overall, like, like I said, Barack was was our black president. He was our first black president. No one was like, nah, that didn't count. We need blacker. We need, <laughs> we need way blacker than that if we're gonna count it. If Kofi Kingston was was president, then we could have a black president. But until then, like, it's nah, man, it doesn't even count. Like, but that that's wild shit. That that's disrespectful as fuck to the Rock, especially with the amount of things he's accomplished. If we're not gonna take that as like, yeah, like, you know, the black community has. The Rock is a world champion, and he went on to be one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Shit, like, that's some real shit. Why Why does that not count? That's crazy as fuck. Oh, uh, Juan's saying Big E tore his MCL. So, I don't know. But, um, maybe he did. But he's got way more fucking charisma than Kofi and shit. And, and I mean, look, Kofi and Daniel Bryan had the best fucking match of WrestleMania. Hands down. Hands fucking down. Should have been the main event. You know, if they weren't pandering to the, the women's movement, that shit would have been main event all day. Because, I mean, they were sending the crowd home happy. They were giving, you you know, the, the black champion win. And that's the fucked up thing, too, is it became more about a black champion than Kofi Kingston winning the fucking title after all the time he's been there. You know, I mean, it didn't it wasn't really about that. It was about the color, not even the fucking individual. And that's, you know, when when there becomes the vision where it's like us against them. That, that that's a bad move. That's always a bad move. That's racism in itself, you know. But anyway, um, so <laughs> to kind of show that they really don't give a fuck, to start the show, they had Hulk Hogan come back out. Remember how he was banned for slaying shit? You <laughs> black black people. Well, we're putting over a world champion tonight. The the black guy is a world champion, so don't worry about it. By the time they finish thinking about that shit, they're gonna go. Never mind. We gotta we gotta we got a champ. So they're they're gonna move on from that shit. Like fuck the Hogan shit. Um, <laughs> Chris Rock for president. Yeah, like a uh, head of state. Um, so they bring Hogan out and he's doing his thing, and you know it's it's a big pop for Mania and shit. And yeah, you know, words are words when it comes to that type of shit. Um, uh, when it comes to that type of shit, where uh. You know, this guy said this and this and that. Let it just carry the weight it's going to carry. I'm not for just, like, blackballing people from uh, any kind of business because they said some old wild shit. If customers stop showing up because of that shit, then you got to make a move. But for the most part, the fucking arena blew the fuck up. He said some old wild shit, but, I mean, Vince <laughs> Vince McMahon with a Cena segment. Remember that shit? Like, no one's no one's going home over that. They're still showing up and supporting his product. Like he's getting the money, so is what it is. Um, what else? Uh, Mania wise, I like the yo. I like the iconic team. I know a lot of motherfuckers hate it, but to me, it seems like it's for all the right reasons. They hate them because they're annoying. Good. That's that's what they're supposed to be. A hundred percent. That's what they're supposed to be. Like when uh. Cherry Bomb was in CZW and she was screaming. Everyone was like, I fucking hate her. Her voice goes through my head. That's what she's going for. That's 100% what she's going for. So she wins in that. You know? Every time those iconic chicks do that fucking stance, 
that shit cracks me up. I can't help it. I don't know why I laugh every fucking time. The one is ugly as fuck, but who cares? Like, it, they have a heel gimmick and uh, charisma, and I, I've heard people say straight up, like, they bring nothing to the table and everything else, but they got the fans pissed the fuck off. Like, who else in in the women's division has legit heel heat like that? I, I don't know. And I just think they're... Uh, what they put out there with that fucking that that pose cracks me up every fucking time, um, and I see how mad people get over them, and that that, that makes it that much better for me. <laughs> They're just like furious. I mean, in that fucking match, they got fucking Queen Latifah out there. She can't wrestle for shit, man. She's been around a minute, and she's fucking terrible. She fucks people up for real. Like she she hurts people, and she's out there just looking crazy and. uh Y'all mad at the Iconics that just showed up and, and they got something legitimate going. They got fucking heel heat and, you know, some uh some kind of, like, personality behind them. So, uh, yeah, they're Australian, apparently. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. I knew they were something. But, uh, but yeah, they're funny as fuck. I, I, <laughs> it's, I, something about that pose cracks me the fuck up every time. Um... So then uh, Thug Cena came back. I fucking love Thug Cena. Come on, man. Like, motherfuckers get mad at, uh, you know, Cena's other just, like, kind of straight-edge, uh, clean-cut fucking poster boy personality when he comes out, cuts his pretty straight-laced promos and all that, and he's just, like, the company guy. And let's be real. Fucking Cena is legit. Cena is so fucking legit. They said he had 600 fucking uh, Make-A-Wish kids. This is they, they celebrated like his 600th fucking kid. I mean, that's real shit. Number one. Number two, fucking guy is not a bad wrestler. You're crazy as hell if you say Cena is a bad wrestler. He's fucking, he, he's had great matches with AJ, great matches with Punk. He let Brock beat the shit out of him after all those years of being like the guy, the untouchable guy, five moves of doom, blah, 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 blah. He let fucking Brock suplex him like 35 times or some wild shit like that. Like he's always done what was best for the fucking company. And if they wanted him up top, they wanted him on top of the fucking poster. Um, then that's that's what the fuck they needed. That's what they wanted, and that's where the fuck he was at. When everybody else was bailing and going here and there, and careers were wrapping up, Cena was still right there up top. Fucking crazy schedule, all the fucking dates, all that shit. I mean, if all was needed was the five moves, fine. But as soon as the fucking indie crew showed up and everyone's like, oh, yeah, they're not going to use him right and they're going to bury him and they're going to bury him and this and that. And then Cena gets in matches with him and he's having fucking classics with AJ and shit. And classics with Punk. I mean, come on. Um, consider the source and maybe see, uh, you know, the guys he's against. I mean, if you were watching, uh, you know, Cena versus... Uh, Triple H over and over and over and over. Cena versus Orton over and over and over. Maybe Orton's the problem. Maybe fucking Triple H is the problem. They can't pull that fucking exciting match out that you're looking to see. But as soon as the indie crew showed up, the swear could outwork everybody in the world. Shit worked out. And you could talk the you know, they carried Cena. They get that, I mean, there's, you can have some of that. Obviously, the, the great workers are going to make him look better. But in the same token, let, let's not get it fucked up. I mean, you you know the deal. Um, and, and the Thug Cena shit was always funny to me. You know, he, he's got some corny lines and shit, and, you know, pulls the fucking 
pistachios out and tell him something about his nuts and throws the fucking the shit at Elias. But the shit is funny. You know what I mean? It's it's some form of banter, and he goes at motherfuckers and says some old like slick shit, and it, it's just funny. It's it's a better character to me than it was fucking um, you know, like the, what he was doing before, just coming out. Um, yeah, the, the basic company guy stuff. So I I think it's a good move. I think it's a hundred percent a good move. I hope he sticks with it. I don't watch it enough to know if he came back out on SmackDown or whatever the fuck else. Um, uh, maybe somebody else could tell me. Did did he come back out with the fucking Thug Cena shit? Um, I know they did like the Undertaker thing the next night because I watched a little bit of that, and I think I was already burnt out. There was too much wrestling in my brain, and uh, I wasn't really a big fan of it. Um, but what else? Um. The other thing I thought of when, um, when I was doing the, uh, when I was watching this shit and I'm watching, you know, all of these different things. I watched a couple of matches here and there from the weekend and I watched the second Joey Janela spring break thing. And I thought about it and I think I might be too far separated from it either way, but for years and years, it was always like, um, WWE was like, nah, you can't, uh, you can't, you can't do all the indie stuff. You can't do all that high flying. You can't do all the spots. You can't do the hard hitting wrestling. WWE become just kind of like, really like flat line, basic moves. They weren't taking any risks. They weren't looking to do anything crazy. So the indies were like the place to go because you'd see guys step it up. You see guys do like shit that they you weren't going to see on TV. So. For a while, the indies became like the place to go, and it became, to me as a wrestling fan and a lot of indie fans, it became superior because it was the place where they were really going to go in, and you weren't going to get like held back. And there was always like the continued statement, like, "Oh, WWE is they just use big jacked up dudes. They just use big jacked up dudes. They don't use like this guy or that guy." Or, um, you know, for a while, like uh. Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, he wouldn't have the body to to do like a WWE match. They would never even glance at him. AJ Styles was lucky to get a dark match for a long time. And then um, suddenly like the gates opened. So now when you look at WWE, you can talk all that shit. Oh, they're not going to use this guy right. They're not going to use that guy right. But when it comes down to it, like, yeah, like half of the fucking indies are in the WWE right now. So when you watch these indie shows and a lot of the problems I've consistently had with the indie shows is that, um, the, the dick spots, all like the shock value shit, Joey Ryan's pulling his dick out every other minute. Motherfuckers are cheering for shit like this. And like, there's, there's so much of this is just like, so I said, like it's more fetish porn, like soft core fetish porn than it is professional wrestling anymore. Becomes such a common place that that's been the thing that they do in, in indies the one place that's not having that bullshit. Oh, and the other thing is this, the, the talking, um, the like love fest after the match. Like you just had this, this match, you're killing each other. Now you're going to stand in the ring and profess your love for the guy across the ring. Oh, you, you're the best. Uh, you know, we, we've been boys for years. I love you. You've come so far. I don't want to hear that shit. I've never wanted to hear that shit. So when you look around and you're like, where does this not exist? I'm suddenly realizing that's back to the WWE. If you watch NXT, you watch the WWE, they don't do that dick spot shit. They don't do that fucking love fest after a, a you know, a grudge match. They don't do the shit like that, that, that I'm already looking at. Like, man, I, I like the, the competition. I like the athleticism, but 
man, I could do without this and this and this. So now all of a sudden, focus is switched. The one place where you're not going to see that shit is the WWE, which is fucking crazy how it kind of comes full circle. Where if you want to see something um, taken a little bit more seriously about the professional wrestling business, is going to be back in the WWE, you know? And now you got half the indie guys in there, so the athleticism is back up where it should be. So you're not you're not doing so much like fucking Kane matches. You got legitimate fucking, you know, Ricochet's up in there, Tommy Ends up in there, El Generico, fucking, I mean, the list goes on and on, AJ Styles, and I mean, so there's definite good shit to be had there. The roster's huge, so, um, you know, it's hit and miss on, on what you're getting, but uh, I, I just feel like that's the one place that you're not going to see the bullshit anymore. Yeah, you're not going to see death matches in the WWE, but in the same token, I mean, what can you, you can't have everything. But, I mean, if the, if every death match is going to end with these guys licking each other's faces and trying to finger each other's assholes, then, you know what, I'll fucking skip the death matches for now because I've seen, I've seen enough of it live. And um, although I love death matches, I, I'm not really into watching gay porn. So, I mean, if I have to pick one or the other, like, you can watch death matches, but you're going to be forced to watch some mild gay porn. Like, okay, you can keep the death matches. I'll keep my memories of all the great death match tournaments I watched back in the day that didn't have to like merge with gay porn at the same time. Cause it's just not my thing um, to each their own. But um, y'all go ahead with that shit, you know? Um, so let's, let's get into the, um, the fucking uh, Joey Janela spring break part three, night two. What the fuck? Um, so the show starts out with, um, the new Joey Janela, Jungle Boy, uh, the younger, more in shape, takes himself seriously Joey Janela. Um, Joey Janela, the future, I might call him. Um, and uh, he he beats old and doughy Janela. And um, it's funny, I call him old, but he's like fucking way younger than me. But he'll die first. It's it's fine. Um that's just a prediction. I have, there's no, like, I have no inside information on that type of thing. I'm just watching what he's doing with his life and it doesn't look good. But, um, but yeah, you know, Joey, this is like, I think his second match back or whatever the case is, you know, he's got the fucking muffin top that he had, I don't know, like a year to recover from, you know, to, to do something with his body and train, but he was too, you know, busy trying to impress people chugging beers and eating fucking Taco Bell in the middle of the night. And just, just the type of shit. That's, that's why he's earned that, the, the doughy Janela. That's uh, my preferred name for him these days. Um, or the sad boy. Cause when he was crying in a ring with uh, Tanaka and PCO, um, this was a good match. You know, um, I'm not a, a Janela fan as, as a person at all. I just, I just think he's a jerk off. But, um, I mean, he, he can obviously go in the ring. He didn't get this far not being able to wrestle. And, again, like, Jungle Boy is, is the future Joey Janela. He could take himself more seriously, and he continues to stay on this track. He's, he's younger, he's in shape, and he keeps fucking pushing at this shit. Barring any kind of major injury, he, he's definitely going to go further. Definitely going to go further. Um, uh, you know, who his father was doesn't hurt him either. So, I mean, that could very well help him in the future. Um, I want to say, I'm trying to think of what was next. Uh, maybe LAX rock and roll express. Now, look, I, I know the rock and roll express marks out there and all that, that that's great. The old school stuff, old school is not for me. It's just not, I need more excitement. Um, 
this this was what it was. I, I just don't. Uh, I've heard Shaheen saying they went out there and killed it and all of that. I, I watched the same match and I just there was nothing exciting about it. Every fucking person under the sun can do a fucking uh, Canadian destroyer. I, I'm just I don't care. I don't give a shit. Um, so he's 85 years old and he did a Canadian destroyer. Fucking congratulations. Um, I mean, there's people's grandfathers that do Canadian destroyers going to get the mail when there's ice on the steps. It's just there's no guy in front of them to help them over. You know, it's just. I don't know. Um, I know it's crazy sacrilege. How am I disrespecting the Rock and Roll Express? I'm just not. I, I don't know. It's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. Um, LAX is absolutely one of the best tag teams in the fucking business right now, hands down. They've earned every single thing that they've done. And, um, yeah, good on them. And, you know, being able to wrestle a legendary tag team like the Rock and Roll Express. Um, yeah, I... You know, I, I think, you know, those guys were absolute pioneers, legends, absolute legends. But, you know, sometimes to me, wrestling has evolved. Well, some ways it's evolved, some ways it's devolved with the Joey Ryan shit. But, uh, but yeah, they, they laid the path for all these other guys to do what they've done and built off of that. But I think in, in that aspect, as far as the abilities to do things, um, I don't think that the old school wrestling, again, probably sacrilege to so many people, but I don't think old school wrestling takes as much skill as, as the new school wrestling does. Um, sure. I think the old school guys had a lot more um, psychology and a lot more thought to how the match was going to build, how the match was going to work. I'm taking nothing away from, from that, but to actually accurately pull off a match the way that, some of these guys are doing now and some of the athletic moves they're doing now, I think is superior to what they were doing back then. Again, this doesn't exist without that, but it's just my opinion. Um, I mean, there's some shit that just probably can never be topped. You know, the, the Masawa Kobashi, Masawa Kawada stuff. I mean, that's, that's some hard hitting next level shit that, I mean, guys can only strive to, to um, duplicate at best. You know, but besides that, I mean, when when you're talking about these, you know, technical wrestling matches and and shit like that, I mean, is it is it really are those old school matches really putting out more talent and ability than like say like Mike Quackenbush versus Jonathan Gresham can put out in a match? So like those are two great technical wrestlers. Are there that many old old school wrestlers that can out technical match those two? Like in a you know what I mean? I don't know. And those are just two like random examples. I don't know if people get mad at the Quackenbush thing, but I mean he's a great wrestler even if he's a fucking weirdo. Um so I think that was it. Maybe there was some other shit. I'm probably missing something. But the the um clusterfuck match came up. And that's when, you know, first first out it's fucking Necro Butcher. Fucking fans, scumbag, dirty motherfucking fans are out there screaming necro, necro. Again, I mean, this guy was punching a woman in the face because she didn't give him his Disney money or so. He was saving money for Disney, and he asked her for the money. They were fighting. She didn't have it. So he just, like, punched her over and over in the face while she was in the fetal position on a recliner. If you think that's okay and you feel that that guy is still fucking... um deserving of, of chanting his fucking name when you see him have at it but i know how where i'm at with you you know what i mean like that's i'll 
I'll be the judge of how I feel about you as a human because you, I mean, you put your wrestling fandom over your morals. And I just, I have a little bit more respect for who I am and, you know, what I respect in life more so than just, just that wrestling shit. So the fans continue to just mark out for this dude over and over and over. Um, there had been um, rumors. I'd gotten some pretty reliable sources, but again, it's, it's gotta be rumors. It's gotta be, um, it's gotta be uh, alleged because I'm not looking to get into any kind of legal situation with the fucking necro butcher, but allegedly the dude had hep C contracted hep C at some point. Um, so you saw no blood out of the necro butcher in this match, which is, you know, a good idea if, if that's the case, allegedly. Um, but it, you know, so you get necro second out Nick fucking gauge. Now, I mean, obviously indie fandom back in the day, this is like fucking dream match shit. You see Nick gauge, one of the absolute best death match wrestlers in the world. Um, and a heart, a death match legend in the necro butcher standing in the fucking rain. And it's like, oh, shit. Um, so, you know, they, they teased that. They teased that. They really didn't get too into it. Um, so then uh, the next thing that happens is, uh, I don't even want to say the next thing that happens because I kind of skipped around. I took a couple notes of guys that, you know, uh, Georgie Boy uh, gets brought into the match. This is going to be his last professional wrestling match. And, um, I mean, that's cool. Georgie's. Georgie's always been a good dude. I don't think he was ever a good wrestler. I don't I don't know that he really ever claimed to be. Um, but he, he always wanted to wrestle. You know, this was like a dream of his. He went out there, he trained, fucking DJ Hyde, and uh he accomplished some shit. You know, he, he was able to wrestle in places and, and um you know, experience all sorts of things in different countries too. He even went to Canada and everything. Um, so good on him. Um, you know, it's like a fulfill your dream kind of thing. And uh Call it what it is. Uh, so good for him. He gets fucking launched out of the fucking ring by Schlack, like three rows down. Um, so um, Swoggle comes in at some point. Now, I can't stand this little motherfucker, man. Like, there, there's this is the thing about the believability in wrestling. I, I'm just not with it. I don't like a motherfucker with no legs. Don't bring him in and let him do fucking springboard, some kind of no leg springboard and sell for that shit. Like fuck out of here, man. Like Tony Deppin on fucking another show. What was it? The, um, tournament of survival. No, it wasn't tournament of survival. It was the June Kasai show. Um, toe to toe fucking Chris Dickinson, Tony Depp, and these guys ripped it the fuck up. Shit is crazy. And I got to tell you, like, just to go a little further on Tony Deppin, like, when I first saw, saw Tony Deppin, my thought was like, okay, he's a striker, but this dude's, he's got no build to him, he's, he, he doesn't look like he would, like, yeah, he, he could strike with this guy, he could strike with that guy, what happens if he gets in there with an actual striker? So, like, there was a lot of, like, talk back and forth between whoever, you know, I was at the show with Jeremy and shit. Like, dude, this guy got in there with fucking Loki or with Dickinson or with this one or that one. Dude, fucking kill him. Make him look fucking stupid. And I couldn't have been more wrong. Because although I haven't seen a Loki uh, uh, Deppin match, I would like to, um, Chris Dickinson and fucking Deppin, these two fucking tore it up. Absolutely tore it up. You didn't know who was going to win the fucking match. They were beating the ever-loving shit out of each other. Excellent fucking match. The way that they worked that shit back and forth, just hard-hitting, 
that's what I fucking love about wrestling. What I saw there was what I love about wrestling. And um, Deppin did an interview on my homie uh, Jeremy's podcast. I got your five stars. Um, and uh, he, he was talking about the believability. And he was talking about he, he's not doing any of that love song after the match shit. Because he wants, you know, if he has some respect to give to his, his opponent, he'll do that in the back. Because, it, you know, it kills the vibe of the match if you're going out there and blowing the guy after you just beat the shit out of him all match. So it doesn't make any sense. And I respected the shit out of that. So I'm riding this like, yo, like fucking this guy's the truth. No question about it. No question. He can go in the ring with fucking anybody. So then what did they do on fucking night one? He's against a guy with no legs and he's fucking selling for this guy. Like he can't figure him out as he's hopping on his knuckles and doing like this fucking silly looking six one nine and shit. Like pick this guy up, throw him in the fucking dumpster and walk the fuck away. He can't get out. Unless there's, like, garbage piled, like, way up top. Like, like if a raccoon gets in the dumpster, they, like, you know, when they call us and they say, yo, raccoon in the dumpster, they'll say, okay, well, we'll try to get an ACO out there, but if we can't get them out there quick, like, if you can get a board or something and, like, lean it in there and give them something to climb out, well, then... Yeah, you know I mean, he'll he'll be out and he'll go about his way. He doesn't want to stay in there. He just went in there for some shit, didn't realize he couldn't get out. That's what you do with a guy with no legs. You just put him in a dumpster and you walk away. Like you don't have to you don't have to deal with that anymore. Like you don't have to see if he could do a six one nine. You don't have to find out what a four fifty from a fucking guy with no legs is. He's just in the dumpster and your life continues. Like you just go on. You know what I mean? You you go get something to eat. And when you come back, he's still in the dumpster. Like, there's no, there's been no progression unless someone put a board in there, like the raccoon. Now he's out looking for vengeance. And still, you can put him back in. Put him in another dumpster. Hide him. You know what I mean? Take away the boards. Fucking put him back in. I mean, it, it, there's, it's a very easy fight. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I, I'll be goddamn if I'm ever beat up by a guy with no legs. I don't give a fuck. Um, I may not be a wrestler. I know I'm not supposed to criticize this type of thing. Or, um tell a guy how to do his job, but I bet a, a no-legged motherfucker ain't kicking my ass. Um, not not this week, at least. I'll talk to you next week. Maybe if I have a bad week, shit will change, but not this week. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't even talking about the no-legged guy. Uh, so Hornswoggle, <laughs> Hornswoggle comes in here, and he's just like, his whole gimmick is like, I'm not going to sell. Quick backstory on Hornswoggle, and I, um, I had... I think I told this story on the show before, but um, he was at Tournament of Survival, I think it was, at GCW at the Game Changer Wrestling. It was, I think, the first Tournament of Survival. And um, he did a whole spot with Zandig or whatever. Now, I saw Hornswoggle. As Hornswoggle's music hit, and it's like, oh, shit, Zandig's going to fucking... Zandig ended up throwing him out of the ring. What went through my mind as an enormous Muppet fan is like, yo, this dude was just in Muppets Most Wanted. He's a huge Muppet fan. He's got Muppet tattoos. I'm going to show my fucking animal tattoo. I I have a Muppet talk with this fucking guy. Like, nobody was excited to see fucking Hornswoggle in the fucking GCW building. Nobody. So I'm like, yo, like, I'm a little excited to have, like, a quick little Muppet chat with this dude, you know? And uh, this dude walked out of there like he was fucking Floyd Mayweather. Like, I stood off to the side like he was coming out, and he just fucking, like, like, hey, you know, Hornswoggle, and eh, fucking head down, barely looked, and just, like, fuck that, and dragged this, like, he dragged this rolling suitcase that was taller than him, so his arm was up, he had to, like, drag it, um, 
And uh, he's dragged this rolling suitcase out and, like, went out, like, not even the side door where the fans come in. Like, he went on another door so he could, like, skate out Hornswoggle Big League. He wants a fucking Muppet conversation. I was like, this guy's a little dickhead, literally. Um, So, I was, like, from that point, I was like, oh, okay, he's a jerk-off. But anyway, I I don't like, like, the shit that they do with him in the ring. Like, he's out there. He's, like, no-selling everything. He no-selled, like, fucking tattoo needles in his fucking head. He's just like, I, I don't know. I'm just not. I'm just not with it. I don't like any shit at all. Um, so at some point, Nate Webb comes out, and Nate Webb is now hooked up to the. He's got the guitar over there by the entryway, and um, I don't know if like on this fucking thing down here, it says try another way of going live during your broadcast, and it blocks the bottom fucking message on the thing now i don't know if i could like press that and that shit will go away i'm kind of worried about doing that without it bringing up another screen and fucking my whole shit up over here so i just leave it but there's like a message down there what's up greg right below where greg came in i don't know if he said hi hi if that's the case but um so anyway um, so Nate Webb comes out and he's got the guitar over there by the entryway, Mike, all of that shit. And he sings teenage dirtbag for the lead singer of Weedus to enter the rumble. <laughs> so that shit was funny as hell. That shit was cool. You know, that's the thing. Like GCW really creates a lot of really cool moments. Like when you, when you see like this and you know, I have criticism about this, this whole, you know, um, clusterfuck, but realistically, this is a really fucking fun match. Like, they kept pulling like twists and turns and different things and surprise this and that. And, uh, it, it was really fun. Like if you're watching as a casual fan and, and way less jaded than me, you had a ball watching this shit. Um, but you know, like I'm fucking, like I said, I'll judge until I fucking die. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I do. So, um, so yeah, I thought that was cool as hell. Nate Webb sang the fucking song for the weedest guy to fucking enter the ring after all the years of the fucking weedest guy being the entrance for Nate Webb. It was like such a cool turn. Um, so then uh, Brian Pillman Jr. comes in. Uh, he does his thing. MJF's in there. Um, Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan gets in there. He does the whole fucking Joey Ryan shit, and he's doing the oil. Sexy Eddie comes in butt-ass naked. He's got a fucking towel on, and uh, him and Joey Ryan are oiling each other up, like rubbing oil on each other's fucking chest and all this shit, and uh, it's fucking, this is not for me. This is the type of shit that I'm saying, like, if you want to see wrestling that doesn't allow this type of bullshit, go watch NXT, go watch WWE and shit like that, which again, like, it sucks because indies used to be the way you can watch like, yo, these guys are real deal shit. Like, they're doing they're doing way better shit than what's in the WWE. Now it's like, well, if you want to cut all the bullshit out, all the after, you know, after match love fests, and you want to cut out all the dick spots, then I guess we'll turn on the WWE, because at least they're taking wrestling serious enough, which is a weird thing to say about the WWE, but they're still taking it serious enough to not do the shock and awe shit, where it's just like, alright, here's here's this, and you know, everybody fucking, everybody's clapping. Everybody's clapping for tampon spots and, and dick spots and dude throwing up, uh, she's like threw up on the dude's dick or something. It's just fucking, it's like just fetish porn at this point. It's not fucking wrestling. I mean, call it what you want, but, and, and, you know, as far as the statement that people keep putting out, like, yo, uh, this killed wrestling, this killed wrestling. 
I always say, I'll say it again and again, the one thing that people leave out of that statement is the two words for me. And that could be very valid because did anything kill wrestling? No, it's a very fucking, uh, it's a very alive and kicking business. It's making tons of money for a lot of people. Vince being obviously one of them, but, uh, GCW's packing fucking houses all over the place, despite doing a lot of these different spots and shit like that. That's, I mean, they're making money. There's a lot of companies making money. So is wrestling dead or is it being killed? No, but for one individual person, you do enough crazy shit like that. We're like, yo, I don't, I don't want to see a guy grab another guy's dick. Like if that's what I have to see in order to, to later on catch a good match, then I'm out. So you could say rest this killed wrestling for me because you as a, as an individual could stop watching it based on seeing enough of this type of shit for your own taste. You're like, yo, this, this shit killed wrestling for me. That's, that's very uh, viable. It's viable to say something like that because it can, anything could kill wrestling for you. Anything could kill anything. You could, you know, you could see some shit in the NFL. You don't want to see and you'd be like, Hey, you know what? This, this killed the fucking NFL for me. I'm not watching this shit no more. I mean, it, it happens all the time. Um, but you know, um, so sexy Eddie's naked fucking ass naked and like both hands holding his dick fucking running around like he didn't know that shit was gonna happen even though he showed up to the fucking wrestling ring in a towel and uh they were oiling each other's fucking chests and um yeah then uh the towel comes off and he does a a fucking naked fucking um he he does a naked fucking moonsault where like Joey Ryan helps him up by, like, palming his fucking naked ass to help him onto the fucking top rope. Just, like, I I don't know what the fuck's going on. And the fans are, like, into this shit. Like, and they're standing below this motherfucker. They're seeing all sorts of, like, fucking back sack and shit. Like, there's no way they're not seeing shit going on here. This This is a bad fucking day for these cats. But you can see the look on their eyes. They are not turned off by this shit. They're not guarding their fucking eyes. They're looking up like like they're in love. It's crazy. Um, so he does that shit. He's eliminated. Whatever the fuck. Um, Marco and Logan stunt comes in. Now, Marco stunts like a little tiny, just above Hornswoggle type motherfucker. Very talented as far as his uh, athletic ability goes. But again, believability, man. If you're Chris Dickinson or you're anyone that's up around 200 pounds, fucking 180 pounds, whatever the fuck. And Marco stunt even stands a chance in the, in the ring with you. It just, it looks stupid. It looks fucking crazy stupid. You're standing there waiting for this tiny guy to land on you. It's just, it's fucking dumb. And then, uh, apparently there's another stunt, Logan stunt who looks even more like a child than Marco does. So they do a fucking thing and then they're both out of there. Uh, Teddy Hart comes out with the fucking cat walks through the fucking ring of wrestlers, taps Necro on the shoulder and shows him like, look, it's a cat. And he looks like, oh yeah, he sure is. And then almost like acts like scared of it or something. So then he does his fucking thing. He's standing there looking like an asshole holding a cat in a wrestling ring. Just, it serves no fucking purpose other than just terrifying this fucking cat and uh, solidifying what a cocksucker I think he is. And, um, I, I mean, I, why can't he fall from fucking rafters? I just, I don't understand. It's like, it's just the wrong heart. Um, so then, uh, homicides music hits. 
So it's like, yo, oh shit, we're getting Teddy Homicide, this and that. So that was like a big tease, you know. They they were just going to like tease that shit. They're standing across the ring from each other. And then Crime Time shows up. And they eliminate Teddy and shit. And uh, Crime Time seemed, uh, Shaheen was telling me too, that Crime Time just really seemed like super fucking happy to be out there. They were super over. And, um, you know, just like a huge fan of all this indie stuff and being a big part of it and stuff. So they're good for them. You know what I mean? Because they... You know, once they got bounced out of the WWE, it was like, oh, what the fuck's next for these guys? And, man, they, they seem to be turning it up where they're at. They're both still in great shape. Um, so, yeah, um, here's the thing, too, with this, this match. Um, at least three top rope Ranas. Now, this is a fucking, like, Battle Royal-style match. I mean, a top rope Rana is fucking crazy. I mean, it, that's, I mean, it used to be, like, a big spot. You know what I mean? Where, like motherfuckers do a top rope rana like fucking standing on the ground like fucking jump up top rope rana like three motherfuckers did that shit in this match like rich swan uh ego was in this match it's good to see ego i know he's got like a fucking um teacher job or whatever so i think like even the amount that he wants to wrestle is limited but i wish they can get this guy in a good series of fucking matches because i've always thought he was tremendously talented and um i i think he just did this because it was like a big gimmick and he wanted to be part of it or whatever but very much fucking miss uh, Ego being part of independent wrestling. Some of the dream matches that he could have in wrestling, I think, would be fucking... There's a whole new field of competitors right now that he can match up with. So, a uh, fan of the dude and uh, Fridays with Ego would be a good thing to bring, bring back, but whatever. Um, so then, the women, they like wanted to mirror the WWE thing. So, they have all the women invade... And fucking take out all the dudes. This is how the fucking show goes off the air. So they have this this uh, clusterfuck thing that goes like seemingly hours. I think it was hours. Uh, maybe an hour and a half. I don't know. I wasn't really keeping track of it. But uh, it was like, it was the main event. There was maybe five matches on that show. Four matches on the show. And this was just long as fuck. So it, it was supposed to be, you know. No one was upset with the time of it. Uh, they pulled out a lot of shit in that match. Uh, Mantar was in there somewhere. It's all sorts of bullshit. Um, so then uh, the women come out and they just fucking like took a Maria Manic and like everybody else. Session Moth, who's apparently um, big death match superstar. I mean, get the fuck out of here. Uh, they all come out and just beat the shit out of all the guys, and the match ends that way. Like it goes off the air with them just fucking. Uh, choking Joey or whatever the fuck. Um, so that that was like the thing. I guess they wanted to like do the same kind of thing like WrestleMania was doing. Like we, you know, you guys are ending with the women. We'll end with the women taking over the the clusterfuck match. So, um, so they did that. Um, all right. So that that's pretty much that show. Like I said, um, a lot of fun. I mean, if you know, if you're into it and you're not. You're not uh, super critical like myself. Um, a lot of fun. They pulled out so many different things, that, you know, surprising, especially if you didn't see any of it coming. They really didn't list any talent. So when it came down to, like, how the match was going to go or who was going to be in it, they really didn't tell you shit. So especially for the people in attendance, um, minus the, you know, the dick and ball shit with Sexy Eddie and uh, Joey Ryan and all that shit. In attendance, it must have been a lot of fun. But, um so they did that whole thing. Uh, that, that was that show. Um, let me see what else. Um, 
tournament of death. Let's just fucking get into this. Um, they put up something that said uh, the first competitor in tournament of death is Session Moth uh, Martina or some shit like this. This blonde chick who's in not good shape um, because this is, I mean, this is just what the indies is now. You don't have to be in good shape. You could have muffin tops all over the fucking place. And it's just good. It's just, it's great. Like that, that's all that's required of you guys is just to show up, uh, be trained at some point in your life. It doesn't need to be today, you know, today, yesterday. A little sparkling water. Um, but she's in fucking ridiculous shape. She has like this obnoxious gimmick that she's always trying to like grind on motherfuckers and shit. That, that's like her gimmick. She's announced as the first participant in fucking Tournament of Death. And it says that, uh, yeah, the people petitioned for it, and so we listened, and she's in. No one petitioned for it. Shout out to my dude, Paul. He, he called it right on their fucking post. I can't even post on the fucking CZW um, Facebook page. Like, they have my comments disabled because they, they learned fucking years ago that I, I'm going to tell them what the fuck they don't want to hear, which is the fucking truth. And, uh, yeah, they, they disabled my comments a long fucking time ago. Um, so... Um, yeah, no one petitioned for that shit. I mean, Session Moth and, like, the rest of the chicks that were in the ring at GCW, maybe, but, like, what is that, fucking 10 signatures? Where was this fucking petition? Like, I'm online, too. Like, I, I didn't see any fucking petition for that shit. I'll get into the petition I did fucking see. But, um, so, so this is, this is what they do. This, uh, <laughs> Greg says he worked hard for this muffin top. Um, Greg's killing it, man. Greg is absolutely killing it. He's out there showing that fucking hard work makes a difference. Um, if you see Greg's progress in what he's accomplished and the, and the work that he's put in and the dedication, and then you put it up side by side with DJ and his gym pictures and the progress that that has shown someone is doing it right. And someone is doing it wrong. I'll let you guys figure out which is which I think it's pretty clear. Um, so this, this chick's in tournament of death. This is just, I mean, it is what it is. I guess it's some form of spectacle. Maybe it'll bring a couple eyeballs. I don't think it's packing any fucking houses unless she has a lot of fucking friends, which I mean, she might, who knows? Um, so yeah. Um, so, so that like, they did that. All right. Um, I guess I want to go at the uh, other petition thing first. So seeing this and being a big uh, former CZW fan and all that shit, uh, Chondo, Jimmy Lyon, has said, oh, well, hey, uh, since petitions work, I want to be in Tournament of Death. I always wanted to be in Tournament of Death. And fucking if petitions work and now this is a petition now you got legitimate fucking fans and all his wrestler friends and all that um signing the petition yeah like he really wants to be in it um i think he's a terrible fucking deathmatch wrestler absolutely terrible fucking not good at all uh he he's worked on point but like i said on point to me is like has always bordered on shindy and as as soon as matt left they finished solidifying their shindy spot and pretty much went away. That was it. You had a bunch of guys working for Brother Price for fucking Matt. And then as soon as they were gone, it just became what H2O became. And 
that was it. And then they were doing like fucking shows in the Monster Factory. They were trying to like double header shit with uh, GCW and and quickly got left behind. I mean, it you could see that shit coming a mile away because Loudy was booking like fucking nobodies and and it was just like he'd bring in like Masada one month and the fucking crowd would go crazy and please come back and oh shit I can't believe you got Masada this and that and you'd talk to Loudy and be like yeah we can't afford him on a regular basis so uh, yeah it's like it's like he would get like one-time favor bookings and then the fans would get all fucking riled up like oh shit good we get that guy now I was like no 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 no. that was that was just like a holiday it's just gonna be like a once a year uh but we do have fucking, uh, you know, this guy over here. It's like no one likes him. Well, he brought 10 fans, so there's... there's okay. Um, so it, it just... J- Jimmy Lyon is not, is not fucking good. I mean, if you want to load ter- Tournament of Death with a bunch of, like, Make-A-Wish fucking petition shit, go ahead, whatever. Um, and I understand, look, he's 100% more of a dedicated Deathmatch fan than fucking what's his name could ever be i mean chando chando had said some like dumb shit on the um the message board years ago to me and stuff but a lot of people were popping shit on the message board and not a single one of these motherfuckers ever said shit to me in real life um and i was at shows drunk looking for problems for a lot of fucking years before i even cleaned myself up or any of that shit so i was very accessible i i i didn't lay too low (laughs) um I was out of fucking control for a long time. So it wasn't really hard to like run into an issue with me if you really wanted one. Not that I'm not trying to put myself out there as like some kind of unstoppable force, but like I should have got my ass kicked by 10 fucking message board members by the way that they talked to me. But weirdly enough, they never did. Never, never said a word to me. But, um, and a couple of their names I've remembered and stuff like that. And, you know, they just, there's not a chance. Um, Chando was one of those dudes, he never really went like crazy on me or anything like that, so I never really held any kind of grudge towards him, I I don't, I'm not saying that I have an issue with him whatsoever, Um, he he actually, years later I met him when I was doing ringside photography for um, Jersey All Pro, and he was so fucking nice, super fucking nice, humble, like you'd never, you'd never even know he was a wrestler, I mean, not that you could when he's wrestling, but, um, you'd never know he was by like just being a cameraman guy. You know what I mean? He was just like super cool, super humble cameraman guy. I I've always like gone out of my way to like stay out of other people's way because as far as I'm concerned, they all belong there far more than I do. I was, I was uh, granted the permission to, to shoot ringside, but I'm no fucking photographer. I'm no, I'm no uh, Lyle or uh, uh, Drew, Drew Chahos the best uh, ringside photographer out there. Earl Gardner's great. Um, fuck Hamhead. Um, but you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm none of these type of guys. So I, w- I would do everything I could to stay out of these guys ways. And he showed me like tremendous respect. Like after the show, like, dude, I've never like not seen a photographer as much as like you, you really like went out of your way. And I, I appreciated that. Cause he, he noticed I was trying to like make sure I stayed out of his way. So again, I have no like, problem i almost said heat that's ridiculous um i have no problem with the dude whatsoever but as far as like deserving to be in tournament of death based on like work get the fuck out of here stop with the shit man so then let's go off of that um maven bentley posted something 
which he does this shit a lot. It'll be a Monday or a Tuesday, and he's doing the armchair quarterback shit, and he's, he's complaining about the booking, like a lot of guys do, and it just looks fucking silly because, I mean, you're a grown-ass man, and you're supposed to be involved in the wrestling business, and you're criticizing the most fucking famous wrestling promoter of all time. So, um, so he's on there, and he's like, who booked this shit? So, you know, I... I have a hard time keeping my fucking mouth or fingers shut, whatever you want to call it. So I, I type, says the guy who's attached to a company that fucking books Session Moth as the first tournament of death entrant. So he, he posts this condescending shit like, number one, it was a serious question. Number two, I'm sorry that we don't just book the same tournament as any as everyone else. And uh, we're trying different things and you know, clearly that's never worked. And uh, I'm attached to a company that's been around 20 years when most just fizzle out after five or some shit like this. And I'm just like, dude, like, first off, CCW is not doing anything outside of the box. Not. What they have done is they've abandoned their fucking fan base. They've abandoned the identity and the fucking, the edge that they had. The edge and the identity that CZW brought to the fucking table is the blueprint that GCW is currently fucking succeeding with. DJ Hyde and all these motherfuckers on there. Your Maven Bentleys. And for a long time, it was your Joey Janellas, your Kid Osbournes, your fucking, your Gacy's, your this, your that. A lot of fucking good guys. But while they were with the company, they'd give you all the bullshit excuses. They would defend the nonsense that was going on. They'd tell you why. They'd tell you why you were wrong. They'd tell you, no, no, we're evolving. It's all getting better. We're heading in a great direction. And then they'd walk out the fucking door because the fucking company was falling apart. And there's only so long you could deny it before you had to go, like, I could actually do better shit for myself, like, right over there. Like, fucking, I I have the fucking talent. Like, Gacy, he fucking left. He's like a... Evolved tag team champions with Eddie Kingston. This fucking guy's going to be in NXT by the end of the calendar year. Like, I I don't know if, it, like, by December, I'd say by this time next year, Joe Gacy's in NXT. It's just a prediction. I, I have no inside information, but he works his fucking ass off, and he was getting nowhere with fucking CZW doing so. That's That's just fucking facts. Kid Osborne will be fucking something somewhere. He was fucking still like dark match material in fucking CZW for like five years. He was pretty much on the same level of the students that they were pushing past him. I mean, I, one person after a next, after a next, after a next, I keep seeing like, fuck DJ, fuck CZW. Gacy was just in fucking um, GCW with Alex Colon in the ring. And the two of them were, were doing fuck DJ chants and like fucking getting the crowd going on fuck DJ chants. Like these were your guys. So don't fucking gaslight me and tell me like, oh yeah, like I don't know what we're doing. No, you don't know what you're doing. You're now on another fucking investor. There's another asshole who invested his money in a dying fucking company. It's like buying a new fucking sail for a sinking ship. Like, what are you fucking stupid? So you got that fucking guy, whoever he is. He he bought into like ECW on their way out. He was part of fucking um um urban wrestling federation that was a fucking swimming success um just fucking crazy but that's the problem that's the the ego is the problem with czw and i've said it for years and this is why i want czw to fail and close and people said you know like years ago when i would say that shit 
uh, they were like, what the fuck's your problem? Like, guys need a place to work. Like, that shit's not cool. Like, why why would you do that? You know, like, why why would you say that? Why would you just not watch it and this and that? Why? Because I was a passionate fan about it for well over fucking 10 years. Well over fucking 10 years, I sat front row, thin month out, without fucking fail, and I loved it. There was good shows, there was bad shows, but I was there every fucking month. And I represented fucking CZW. CZW is my first fucking email. JCATCZW, Comcast.net. Still got it. You know what I mean? I, I was so about CZW. I listened to the fucking entrance songs on the way to the fucking building. You know what I mean? Like, I was invested in fucking CZW. Not financially, not Cookie Man invested. But, um, fuck him, by the way. Um, I just don't like him. Um, but, so, I was invested. I was there every fucking month without fail. I would give my input about what I liked, what I didn't like, you know, and whatever. Like, you're not going to just book the fucking show because you're a fan. And, you know, as you get older, you start to, you know, come to terms with that type of thing. I'm not looking to book the fucking show. I'm not looking to be like, hey, you're bringing the Young Bucks or I fucking hate your company. I'm not. I'm not, I'm, I got to the point where I said, all right, you book what the fuck you want to book, but make it make sense. Can, can you fucking make it make sense? No, you can't do it. Okay, then fuck you. Like, I'm not, I'm not with it. And they would, they would do that shit over and over. And um, so they're like, why do you want it to die? Because they made a mockery out of the thing that I love. They fucking, DJ Hyde tried to reinvent the wheel. He tried to tell his new fans, oh, I brought wrestling into CZW. CZW was all death matches before I showed up. You're fucking stupid. You're 100% stupid. You're lying to the fucking people. You're gaslighting people. You're telling people, no, no, it's getting better because I'm here. You're fucking dumb. You're dumb. I mean, you can't spell. It's clear on the fucking internet. Look at your fucking workouts. You know, you show up looking fat as fuck, despite the fact that you're in the gym all the time. Um, I've I've talked to a couple people who used to work for him, and we're all convinced together that this dude goes to the gym, takes a picture, splashes some water, well, splashes some water on his face, takes a picture, and goes home because that's that's the results that DJ Hyde's training is. Um, he looks like he's done fucking nothing. And he's, he's been through like four personal trainers and all this shit. Shit is fucking crazy. Um, but like your Maven Bentleys and people like that just continue to gaslight the fans and just tell them like, no, no, I, I think I know what we're doing because we've been here for 20 years while other, other people fizzled out. I mean, it, it's crazy the amount of people that have walked out of those fucking doors and not come back. And they were diehard fucking CZW guys, diehard CZW fans. They were there month in and month out. So the condescending behavior, and they're like, no, I think I know what we're doing. No, you don't. Why the fuck was Jody Fleisch brought in back into the States for the first time since fucking early best of the best by GCW? That was a CCW thing. That was a CCW welcome back. They they got to take that because they just let it fucking hang out there. They didn't they weren't interested in giving the fans what they wanted. And for the longest time, CZW was the only show in town. If you wanted deathmatch, you wanted hardcore, your only fucking option was go to CZW and hope for the best. GCW suddenly showed up and look, I fucking hate the manager. I hate the ownership there. Danny Damano's a scumbag. Brett Lauderdale's a scumbag. These motherfuckers are giving the fans what they want. They're fucking succeeding. They're doing a great fucking job. Two scumbags are doing a great fucking job at running a company and giving the fans what they want, where DJ Hyde decided, uh, I'm, in, I'm inventing wrestling right now, so you guys who are used to all that John Zandig deathmatch stuff, step aside, because I know what I'm doing. DJ Hyde couldn't fucking, he can't fucking wrestle. He's the greenest motherfucker on the planet. He's a 20-year green fucking veteran. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's been 20 years, but it feels like it. 
He's been in the fucking business for insane amount of years and is still insanely green. He can't cut a promo without staring at the fucking ceiling. Like he's, he's waiting for a fucking plane to land. I just, I don't understand anything about the guy. He bought his way into a business he did not fucking belong in. DJ Hyde would never be over. People would not mention DJ Hyde's name in 2019 if he didn't buy a fucking company that had an identity. And instead of keeping that identity and riding that fucking wave because CZW would be at least what GCW is right now, if not better, they should definitely have fucking deals. Why is it that GCW could live fucking stream have their shit live. I could watch their fucking live show right on my computer. And the next day, if I want to watch it again, it's available for download again. CZW no longer live streams, isn't available for three days, but you're going to tell me you know what you're doing because it's been around for 20 years. It's been around for 20 years in spite of itself because the fucking fans are not getting what they wanted. When it stopped being the only show in town, they walked the fuck away. Half the wrestlers walked the fuck away. John Silver is the is the world champion. Great. I mean, that, that's fucking awesome. But that clearly wasn't the plan because the initial plan was Mance Warner to defend against fucking uh, MJF. MJF went on Twitter and pretty much admitted that he faked injury to get out of fucking tor- uh, a cage of death, to not work cage of death. Just made a fucking laughing stock of DJ on fucking Twitter. Everybody laughed about it together. People don't like him. Like, ah, oh, that's fucking hilarious. And then they try to book him again. And guess what? He fucking backed out again. Like, what what kind of cuckold fucking booking is this? You know? It's fucking bananas. It's fucking crazy that that you could still have an ego after all the shit that's gone on in, in fucking CZW and the amount of people that have walked away and went, fuck that place, fuck that place. CZW used to be a fucking destination. When I started going to CZW... John Zandig would come out there and he'd say, we're fucking CZW. If you want what this and this is, if you want, if we don't have what you want, get the fuck out of here. Go to fuck home. Go watch some other shit. That's CZW back then. Now, DJ Hyde, he'll go on to fucking interview. CZW is like a buffet. Of course, he goes right to the fucking food because that's what he knows. You know, he doesn't know fucking entertainment. He doesn't know fucking awesome shows. He knows fucking buffets. So he'll he'll bring that shit up every time. CZW is like a buffet. You get a little bit of everything. You don't you don't know a little bit of anything. Um, it's just it's fucking crazy. And this is this is the stance that he takes. And he just gives you excuse after excuse after excuse. This fucking guy. Uh, I mean, there's so many examples of guys that like people beg, bring them in, bring them in, bring them in, bring them in. GCW was booking fucking like all sorts of crazy ass shows. They were drawing like 80 fucking people. In some of those crowds. Some of those crowds were drawing fucking nothing. And they still had talent top to fucking bottom. CZW's like, well, you don't understand. Uh, some of the guys aren't as easy to book as others. And, like, financially, we got to do it. And meanwhile, like, GCW's like, we got Teddy Hart, Jack Evans, and Jody Fleisch in a three-way this week. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I haven't seen Jody Fleisch in over fucking ten years. GCW's like, hey, remember that guy? That was awesome. Here he is. What the fuck? I mean... Whatever they're doing, whatever way that they're finding, this shit, CZW told their fans, we can't do death matches in Jersey. We can't do death matches in Jersey. Just just stayed with that fucking statement. Can't do it. Can't do it. GCW started doing it. They're like, oh, they're going to be in trouble. Oh, you wait till you wait till the cops find out. You wait you wait till people find out. They're going to get shut down. You're going to shut down like fucking four death match tournaments later. They're like, you know what? I think we can do death matches in Jersey. Why, why are other companies the innovators to what you guys brought to the fucking table? Well, 
partially because you didn't bring it to the fucking table. You bought the letters of the shit that brought it to the table and tried to reinvent the wheel, try to be something you weren't, and, and tell the fans that, no, no, this is how it should be. This is what you want, and this is the best it's going to be. It's, it's like nothing else. Like nothing else, despite the fact that even bullshit like Stockade versus Tremont, no one wanted to see that shit. They put it on and beyond like nothing else. CCW did it like fucking three weeks later. I mean, I know this is a while ago. It's just one example, but don't like nothing else me when we've seen the same shit copy and paste it on the fucking CZW cards. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking crazy. You had a CZW invasion. You had the fucking rep, which, yo, I like the rep. I've, I've defended them for a long fucking time. I see uh, Dave McCall up in the, the chat, but I, you go back on my shows. It's not just because you're in the fucking thing here, but I've defended them a long fucking time and saying that they're a great tag team. They've gotten better and better, and I think they'd be even better outside of fucking CZW because that's not where the fucking opportunities are. That's not where the fucking the, the best competitors are. You're not going to get in the ring with the fucking the top tag teams in the world in CZW. You're just not. So everybody else is succeeding. Joe Gacy is succeeding more outside of CZW. Maybe you could meet up with Joe Gacy and Eddie Kingston and involve. Get the fuck out of there. So the rep, um, who else? Oh, Layla, Layla Hirsch, who's the DJ Hyde student that the poor girl's got to do a fucking, she's like five foot tall, if that, and she's got to finish with a lariat because that's DJ shit. Like, how embarrassing. That's fucking great. You can walk out with this fucking goon standing next to him. I mean, it's just fucking embarrassing. Like, why would you do that to the poor girl, you know? So your CZW invasion has a bunch of nameless fucking students that I've never seen before that aren't even on your main card, the rep and DJ Hyde, who aren't even aligned in CZW. So, what the fuck is that? What, what the fuck? That's your invasion? Not your world champion. Not your best of the best champion. Not your tournament of death champion. What the fuck is going on? Not even your fucking wire champion. Your, your 85-pound fucking wire champion you didn't bring to the fucking invasion. So, what the fuck are we supposed to take seriously? You're going to crown a new champion? Oh, he wasn't at the invasion either. Yeah. Like... Why couldn't John Silver walk in? You couldn't even make a priority booking out of fucking John Silver to, hey, can you stop by House of Glory, throw a couple of these fucking guys all over the fucking ring, and, you know, we're, we're going to put the title on you, like, fucking next week. So, like, can you just stop by? Everybody's in town. Everybody's, like, in traveling range. It's not like John Silver was working in Texas that day. Like, everybody was right fucking there. Like, Shit is crazy as hell. And then we're supposed to take CZW seriously when they're the only ones not running a fucking big show on the fucking biggest wrestling weekend of all. No, we'll run best of the West, best of the best of next week. Come on, man. It's just fucking crazy. And like to just like talk on talk down on the fans like, yo, no, nah, like you don't understand. We've been around a long time. I, I got it. I heard the same shit out of Ian Rotten. Oh, I've been around too long. Yeah, you don't know. Okay. No, uh, I, I got it. I fucking, I definitely got it. Um, as a fan, you could definitely see what works and what doesn't. You could definitely see what you would like to see and what you would not like to see. And when you continually get bullshit on this side and you see them doing good shit over there, well, people walk the fuck away. At this point, I'm 41 years old. I don't give a fuck what y'all do. You know what I mean? I'm done. I, I attended for over fucking 10 years. I could see the shit on paper and just be like, oh, that, that looks good. Oh, that looks like shit. And it is what it is. People get mad as fuck. You weren't even at the show and you're fucking talking about it. Yeah, I'll talk about whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, I mean, like I could I could see a motherfucking trailer for a movie and shit and be like, ah, I'm not looking to see that. Oh, you didn't even see the fuck. 
go fuck yourself. I'm gonna fuck. Why are you listening to me if it's, if it's that serious? So, um, so that's that. CZW is just trash. It's crazy, and everybody worth worth something is fucking seeing the light at some point, and they're they're going somewhere better because they the guys who deserve better are getting better. It doesn't make any fucking sense when you got guys that are talented and they're they're treating CZW like a joke, like a stepping stone, and and that's what CZW came over the years. You know, there were there were CZW guys that were like, yeah, like we're fucking CZW. They'd walk into another building, fucking CZW shirt on and shit, because that was their home fucking fed. You don't get that anymore, not at all. Um, if they, I mean, if they do, I mean, it's it's not looked at highly anymore. It's not looking like you're representing a great brand. It's like, oh, you still over there? Oh, I didn't know they still run shows. That's cool. So I don't know. It's just fucking crazy the angle they're going. Um. DJ Hyde cut a promo, apparently after the uh, the the Wrestle Pro show, one of the worst promos you'll see. Um, he said, "I asked for this promo because of this and this and this," and I'm like, "Ask for a promo? You're the fucking owner. Who the fuck did you ask? Like, what what is going on? Like, why do you not know that sounds crazy?" Yo, I asked for this promo. Jesus Christ! And then like you got people in gimmick. In gimmick, uh, the House of Glory guys were calling DJ Hyde cop caller and rat and all that shit, which is a wild thing because GCW, out of gimmick, was calling him a rat and a cop caller and shit. So DJ Hyde cuts a promo leaning against the fucking cop car. Guy, I mean, (laughs) this shit is crazy. And he's playing like this shit like, yeah, you come to our house. You fucking come and see what we do at CCW. And then you look at the CCW best of the best card and you're like, okay, so... You guys versus CZW. Let me look at the card. Okay. B-Boy, David Starr. They were CZW guys. They're not regulars anymore. They haven't been there in a while. So I'm hoping you're not saying like those guys are up against. John Silver's a CZW guy now, I guess. I mean, he's the world champion. But through and through, I'd say he's probably more of a beyond guy than he's a CZW guy. You know, call it what you want. I mean, he's got the title. So, I mean, run with it. He's he's a guy definitely worthy of being champion. He could do something with it for sure. But I mean, do you look at the surface and go, yeah, that's a CZW guy? Okay, Anthony Green. They've been pushing him. They've been making him like something. Okay, just sign with Evolve just now. So I mean, is he a CZW guy? So who exactly within the the best of the best roster that you're challenging Gangone and uh, the other guy to come out? Oh, fucking, what's his name? Travis something. I don't know. Um, yo, come out and fucking see us out there. And, you know, we'll see who's the better company. Well, who the fuck is really representing your company? It's just like your company is that barren of fucking CZW guys that it's just the shit doesn't even make sense to call out people to come see our best versus your best. Well, I mean, you got to call motherfuckers back. You haven't talked to in a few years. I mean, you just put B-Boy in the Hall of Fame. I get it. But. I mean, you got to, like, go through your Rolodex to, like, oh, let me find CZW guys to fight these guys and shit. Like, that's that's not the same thing as come and see our best and you just got them. You know what I mean? It's not like your crew. It's not even the same people you, you invaded with. So, I don't know. But um, I think that's about all I got. Uh, it's fucking silly. Um, what else? Anything else to cover? Definitely want to give a big shout-out to um, Rob Roman, formerly known as Big Mac Smack. Uh, he had two strokes. Uh, dude was in some major, major, um, you know, hospitalization, um, major bills. 
He's got very limited use of his one of his legs. Um, his shit is fucked up. And um, so, although I don't have like the specific link right here, if you go on my page, I'll post the link on this this uh fucking live. What is it? I don't know. This post. This is a post. Um, so I'll post it on there, and um, you know, people, if you can go, you know, support, fucking donate. He's got like a whole list, kind of like an Amazon wish list of things that he needs, different, you know, glucose checkers and things to try to help him get back on his feet, um, literally and figuratively. Um, you could donate money. You could just share it. You know, there's even like, I think, help out shit. You could come like fucking help him load a truck or whatever the fuck, you know, for uh, doctor visits or help clean the yard or just shit. His whole life is fucked up based on, you know, the thing that, that happened to him you know, with the two strokes. So uh, he's always been a really, really nice guy to me. You know, I sent him something, you know, hopefully it helps out. Um, I would appreciate if everybody, you know, that can goes and just does something for the guy. He's, he's a good dude. Uh, so, yeah, Rob Roman, you can look him up on Facebook, Big Mac Smack, formerly. Um, so, yeah, check him out. Uh, check out my boy Jeremy. And I got your five stars. Uh, over there interviewing all the up-and-coming talent in independent wrestling. Uh, check out the Hot Tag Podcast with uh, Boxman, Anthony, sometimes Shaheen. Uh, check out Nuclearly Heat Graphics, always with Shaheen. That's always got Shaheen on it. Um, does amazing art. He absolutely crushed it over WrestleMania weekend, selling prints to fucking... Well, he didn't sell He gave some prints to Vader's son. And uh, a lot of other guys that he's done art for, and they all appreciate it. Uh, Tanaka loved this shit. Um, Onita, I mean, the dude's crushing it, you know. Um, even made that little jerk off Stephen A. some money because he he did the design for uh, Takeda's shirt. So that little jerk off got some fucking money in his pocket because Shaheen's a great dude like that. Um, so yeah, shout out to fucking Shaheen. Uh, nuclear heat graphics check them out just commissions you guys need t-shirts any wrestlers out there you need t-shirts fuck you don't have to be a wrestler you want your own fucking t-shirt hit him up we'll do some fucking graphics for you get shit going does posters he doesn't do like the third muppet poster he does like two muppet posters and then promises a third one and then you know he just kind of leaves you in fucking limbo and goes oh wrestlemania a lot of stuff going on get back to you so that's kind of like the type of things uh he does but now he does amazing work check him the fuck out um what's going on pierre um yeah i think that's about all i got i'm probably missing something i don't fucking know um i don't know i like doing a little facebook live thing as a you know combination on uh doing the blog talk so uh i like to do a little balance of both of these fucking things um Oh, I think Russell wanted me to talk about the Lakers. Uh, just real quick. Motherfuckers are acting like LeBron James is supposed to win a championship the first fucking year he gets there. Uh, I think that's crazy. I think that's insane. I know Magic left, but look, Magic, I mean, when the fuck does Magic done, like, amazing thing for the Lakers? I mean, realistically. I mean, it, it, even, like... 30 years, I don't even know when Magic became part of, like, the ownership team, but, I mean, you had Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest players of all time, he had his fucking down years, where Kobe was the only one scoring out there, so, it is what it is, I I really think they're going to rebuild, they're going to do some major shit, I think it's crazy as hell that people consistently act like LeBron might be done, like, oh, he's not the guy he used to be that used to bring shitty teams to the finals, 
You mean like last year? Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like it, yeah, like it, it, oh he gave up on defense. That's the <laughs> talk this wild shit. This dude's the only guy on the court scoring. He's running up and down the court. You know he's got a, a certain amount of years left in his fucking career. You want him to play fucking both sides of the fucking ball. You want him to defend every fucking shot. You want him to take every shot. You want him to fucking score. You want him to defend. You just burn himself out in the next year and a half. Blow his fucking ACL out or some shit. You know what I mean? He also had the biggest injury of his career with the groin injury. Not that it was like, you know, monumental, but he spent more time off the court than he ever did in his entire fucking career. This is the first time since I think like his second year in the league or some shit that, that he missed the playoffs. Like, get the fuck off his dick, man. Like, you know, goddamn well LeBron's going to come back next year fucking strong as fuck. People are going to be mad as hell that he's squashing your fucking team. Like, get out of here, man. They're going to sign some big shit and the Lakers will be back on they're a, a legendary organization. He didn't go over there to fucking lose, and he sure as hell didn't pack it in just because you guys think so. You still look at his numbers. They're still fucking top numbers, not like the top three or top five, but, yo, they're still fucking up there. It, it's crazy as hell. But um, I think that's about it, man. The draft is coming up. The draft is coming up, like, next fucking week. I hope the dudes take Murray. Uh, Fucking Arizona takes Murray. I don't give a fuck what they do with their other quarterback. We get Boza. Our defense is going to be fucking crazy. I saw that we were playing fucking uh, the Bucks week one. Man, I don't know what they got going over there. If they still got Jameis Winston, like, he's going to get squashed with D Ford back there. We got Boza. If he comes in, y'all yeah, in fucking trouble, man. San Francisco is not going to be the fucking team you guys saw last year. Um, I think that's everything I got. I don't know. Um, yeah, so... I'm going to try to get back on this shit next week. Um, like I said, I still want to do like a podcast. I'm going to do something like specifically on just like cats. Cause you know, I got a lot to say about that over all these fucking years. I've, I've never done something like that. So that'll be like an additional show as well as my wrestling shit talk, whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah, I'll find a spot for that. And, uh, I thought there was something else I wanted to do. Yeah. I'll kick around some ideas or whatever, but, um, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed this shit with, uh, me saying the fucking things I gotta say and all of that. Uh, so I think I'm gonna wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, peace. How do I even fucking end this thing? Oh, there it is. Alright, peace. Yeah, so there we go. I uh, hope that all came off well. Uh, I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, you know, I try to simulcast this shit off fancy fucking technology and 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 whatnot. So uh, let me uh, find my fucking outro. I'm back to the point, I think, where I have enough things on my uh, soundboard over here that it's getting harder to find my outro. And that's a, that's a good staple of Yakuza Kick Radio's lack of um, organization. So here it is. And I'll talk to y'all motherfuckers next week. All right, peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and uh shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you wanna be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean?
You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Black cheese tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide it. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Judah Jeff Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, sir, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. 